Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. And hack Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it begins! <laughs> I kicked off nice and strong just for y'all. Um, so, uh, today is our uh, final episode for uh, Black History Month. Gosh, we're already at the final episode of Black History Month. Well, you know, February is a short month. It is, it so, is. So... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting month. Um, last week we, we did Blackula, uh, uh which was absolutely phenomenal. Chef's um, kiss. I liked Blackula so much that I went and I bought a, uh, a region-free Blu-ray player so that way I could then go and get Blackula and scream Blackula scream. Release uh, <laughs> it in the States, you cowards. Well, it it has been released in the States previously, but what ended up happening is it's currently out of print. Reprint it in the States, <laughs> you cowards. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and then before that we did, uh, the, the sort of very still discussed, you know, in regards to, um, award season, Woman King. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that movie, um... The, the the previous two things that we watched, you know, I think really definitely highlight that that sort of fantastic spectrum of of what you can do on screen on on film. You know, you can get just such a wild pendulum of of you know Woman King all the way over to to Blackula and something like Black History Month. Mm. Um, and I really enjoy the 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 ability to go and explore all those sort of fun caveats and. Um, you know, talk about things that are relevant, but also things that are, that are fun, sort of off talked about movies, but also not necessarily explored past like, you know, the title. No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like that works really well with the, the movie that we picked for today as well. You know, the, just being completely different from the others, just in the fact that it's not even technically a movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, today and going back to things being in print or not. Uh, today we're watching, or, you know, we, we watched and we're talking about Memphis, uh, which is a Broadway musical that was put on, on film and released via Shout Factory. And, uh, the reason that I ended up sort of picking this movie for this and also just buying the movie outright is because, um, I've become an absolute fiend about physical media uh over my wife's shoulder there's not at all visually a mountain of movies that i have yet to catalog and put away um that's right that's right that definitely doesn't exist and uh i i saw that this was something that was going out of print you know from shout factory um and i wanted to you know we have a few taped musicals you know we've got like rent um, we've got In the Woods, uh, we've got, uh, Into the Woods, uh, we've got, um, Now This, um, and so I, I, I thought that it was an interesting opportunity to expand that category of our, our collection, uh, and also I thought that it would, you know, I read the synopsis, uh, you know, about, like, it being about the origins of rock and roll and that sort of thing, and I thought that it sounded interesting, and, um... I thought that we would go and <laughs> and uh, give it a shot. And mm-hmm. so 
that's sort of what ended up fueling the the decision to to end up doing Memphis. And you're right, it is a little bit of a of an off take because it's not necessarily meant to be a film, right? It's a it's a taped event. Um, a taped event. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. You made it see, sound like this thing is like a christening or something, you know. <laughs> it's just a, it's a taped event. You know, it's it's um, it's a live performance, uh, and we can talk about some of the ways in which like there are differences, you know, across the board of of how this has been done. Um, but it was it was an interesting opportunity, um, and you are right; it is very different than than everything else that we've done so far. And I also think that we've managed to make this. Black History Month very different than last year's as well. Well, yeah, I think the last year's was very focused on, like, history, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of these um, these pieces of, of note um, or, or actors of note, you know, in the, in the black community. And I think that this was just, like, a really fun, you know, completely different... You know, the the random things yeah. that also fall within the realm of black history because of the, the, the context, because of the, the people in it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the, just the, the wide spectrum that, that blackness can also, you know, encompass as well is, is really nice. Um, and I think that this falls perfectly within that, you know, into this random grab bag month of Black History Month. But honestly, like, I've, I've really enjoyed it, to be to be completely frank. Um, I've been having a blast. This has been really expanding my, my own personal Black movie, you know, icon of, of, of note. You know, now I get to add Blackula to the list. Fantastic new favorite movie um right up there with 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 tales from the hood oh you know? yeah excellent movie yeah yeah this is perfect perfect black history right yeah. there um no yeah now this this taped version of memphis um great you know me i love a, i love a musical yeah you know and this is this is history right here you don't you don't get this too often which i think is so odd about about musicals no and we can we can also talk about that as well um, I guess without further ado, we should, we should just sort of go ahead and jump on into it. Yeah, honestly. Um, well, I guess actually, real quickly, before we do get started, I do have, I guess, like a real quick question. Um, if you could have, you know, any musical available in this kind of format, what would it be? Any musical available in this format, what could it be? Um, I guess maybe something that, like... Obviously, having it in this format is something that we can't do. You know, like something that's that's. Um, I guess I'm thinking of something old. Mm. You know, we're having like a live production of it would just be so cool. Um, because is that the hardest thing ever to think about? Because a lot of old musicals are terrible. Um, hmm. Hmm. How old are we talking? Like, you know, um, Rodgers and Hammerstein? No, I guess I was thinking something um, of, like, the original, you know, like, musical genre. You know, the the, the very first. Just after vaudeville kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. Honestly, honestly, if I could have, like, this of, like, some real vaudeville performances, I think that would be really interesting. This, like, time capsule of, 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 like, one-off acts that people would do it was like it was like going to the circus but but 
you know. Man, I bet if any of that shit is on film, I bet it's flammable as hell. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And that's the thing. It's, 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 it's something that we'll never have, but it's, it's, it's a curiosity, I Mm -hmm. guess, you know, is the, the, the birth of, of the, the, the musical that we know today. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, I guess if I had to, to go with anything, um, Chicago, maybe? Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have a nice compare and contrast also as, with the um, the fact that there is a movie version available exactly. of, the, of it, um, you know, which, is, which is great. It was is such it a, a good an adaptation movie of the material such as it stands, or is it him trying to recapture the musical on film? I mean, I think, you know, I think that, I think personally it's a bit of both. Mm, interesting, interesting. Because you have this, this great medium of film, mm-hmm. you know, so you can heighten a lot of things. You can go to so many different places in film that you can't go on stage, you know, visually. But if you want, you can also find ways to work in some of your favorite stage moments. Sort exactly, of into this. exactly. And like kind of fold in the fact that it is still theater, like, like how producers does. I was about to say producers would be another answer for me. Oh, oh, yeah. But I still would go with, like, original cast performance. You oh, know? yeah, absolutely. I want to see, like, was it was it Zero Menzel? I feel like it was. Zero. In the movie. I thought that he was also in the... Well, how old is this show? Old. The movie is from the 60s. I don't know the about show, the musical. The show is, is older than that. I feel like Guys and Dolls is in the 50s. Oh, you're talking about the producers. Mm-hmm. Right, we were talking about the producers. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I jumped across the board. Um, it, it started in 2001. The producers did. The musical? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's based off of a movie. Correct, and so the original cast was Lane and uh, Broderick. Uh, 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 we'll see, I went to them being the same type, and then going to an old musical, and then I just jumped, skipped, and hopped over to freaking Guys and Dolls for some reason. Jesus. Don't worry about that. Manziel, Zero Manziel was the original, um, in the movie. Yes. With Gene Wilder in the part of, um, Leo. Yes, 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 yes. Gosh, and he and Lane are the exact same, like... Yeah, they're perfect one for one for each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. for history. Good job, history. We did it. We did a perfect replacement. <laughs> yeah, um, there are a few of those, you know, that you get. I think, mm-hmm. which is interesting. You get this fantastic, like, oh, and this person really sunk right into that role. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they do it on purpose, honestly. Um, but with all that said, now we will go ahead and, and sort of jump right into Woo! what we're actually talking about Memphis. today. Memphis! Sorry. Memphis. You'll understand why we just keep getting so distracted from this in a moment. Um, so Memphis is a musical. Uh, it is music by David Bryan. Uh, the book is by Joe DiPietro. Uh, and lyrics are by David Bryan and Joe DiPietro. Um, you know, it started as a, as a pre-Broadway concept all the way back in like 2002-ish, you know, 2003. Uh, one of the people who was involved in the early parts of production as a concept was George W. George, uh, who some people might know as, uh, the man behind My Dinner with Andre. 
the the classic film with Wallace Shawn. Um, Copy. I and mean, he was also involved with several other Broadway shows, TV credits, uh, etc. Uh, and he ended up passing away from Parkinson's before the show was finally conceptualized on Broadway. Copy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Tragedy. Uh, then the show, of course, opened on Broadway in 2009, and it ran from 2009 uh, to 2012. Uh, the touring show started in 2011, um, and it has now been around the world with a German tour production as recent as last year. I want to see the German production of this. (laughs) I want to see the Japanese one. That's fine. That's fine. I think that... (laughs) I do want to see the Japanese one. (laughs) Um, The show is historical fiction. It is based around the origins and the birth of rock and roll, but actually, in truth, more specifically about... Uh, black rock and roll and rhythm and blues on the radio for a white audience is really a little bit more of the actual focus of the, yeah, of the show. Yeah, I would say that that's fair. Um, and so it takes place in the 50s. It was loosely based on uh, Dewey Phillips, a real-life DJ at the time, as well as some other sort of historical analogs. You know, he's a little bit of a, of a pastiche character um, with Dewey Phillips as, like, the center point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and with all that said, uh, actually, of course, I forgot, we do have the cast. Uh, we've got our lead male, Huey Calhoun, played by Chad Kimball. Uh, we've got Felicia Farrell, our lead female, played by Montego Glover. We've got Del Rey by J. Bernard Calloway. Gator by Derek Baskin. Bobby by James Monroe Eagleheart. Eagleheart. Uh, Mama slash Gladys by Cass Morgan, and Mr. Simmons by Michael McGrath. Uh, and so with all that said, especially since you are, you know, the in-house expert, you know, here on, on musicals and Broadway and theater and live performance. So, dear, what did you think of Memphis? Oh my god! Um, I think that this show would have been more interesting if it wasn't focused on the literal, like, one white guy is, I guess, point number one. Um, I, I, it, it drives me nuts how often this happens. Um, and there's, there's nothing about him that is of note of interest. He is just the the oddest character with the strangest accent and the 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 most unattractive mannerisms that could ever exist and and the entire thing is this like i guess white savior narrative possibly that like turns a little like against himself yeah because of arrogance and i just really don't like this character i don't i don't understand why anybody does like this character you know, and maybe maybe the fifties is a different time, and I don't understand it because um I'm not from there. But God damn it, I I absolutely cannot stand him. And the and the fact that like we're we're so focused on this character, right? And this is this is before that I knew that this was some some real guy. And honestly, I heard the real guy, and the real guy was not this annoying. Um 
No one who actually sounds like this guy does for as long as this show goes on would actually listen to this guy on the radio. Like, my goodness. My goodness. It's the, it's Once I realized that this wasn't just, like, a radio voice, that this was also the thing that he settled into for character moments... Ah, uh, hateful. I realized that I had to kind of, like, mentally adjust and re-prepare... For what the rest of the experience of the show was going to be. No, for sure. And I walked into this show as a person who knows musicals, who studied musicals, who's performed in several musicals, who's even lived in New York for a period of time. I I I magically was blind to this musical entirely. <laughs> I remember this musical coming out. I remember there being a lot of hype about it. I remember there being black people in the cast. And I do not remember whoop anything after that. Um, because that's the thing about musicals is, is that, like, if you can't afford to go to see it, or if there's not a resource like this available, it's really hard to, to really um, engage with the medium fully. Because there's also, you know, I mean, I guess you could obviously go to a place like Pandora and search out the the music of this musical in specific. But, like, you know, you, you can't, like, there's no radio station that's playing Broadway hits, you know. No, um, yeah. I used to um, use YouTube a lot as a resource just purely to listen to songs that I was studying for, um, for, for lessons and whatnot. Um, but yeah so like i I'm blind to this musical absolutely utterly completely entirely and people would tell me because i know this now because i am a black woman they said to me and i quote you should really look at memphis you know as, as a resource for for black materials but also for parts that i could play because of my skin tone um because what is this show about but race and um and again absolutely hateful this is this is exactly what happens it all shook up it's almost a hairspray it is it is it is it is and, and I, I this is this is what i call shows like this it is a black show about white people mm-hmm. because it is coined a black show because there are black people in it boom most of the cast is black like 90 percent. yeah and so it gets to be a black show but guess who gets the final bow the white guy Mm-hmm. And the white and and the the final bow in theater in theater um for those who do not know the final the person who gets the final bow is is the main character of the show. It's and the so, person who gets the last credit, you know, before the real credits start rolling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is this is our main character. This has been our our lead person this entire time. This has been their story, and so um, you know, in in to to kill a mockingbird, the 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 final bow goes to goes to scout right because it's, it's it's scout story about atticus but i guess it goes to atticus but it's still not the black guy no i think that you know i think that like uh when it comes to to kill a mockingbird i think that it does depend a little bit on where your star is located did you make your star scout or did you make your star atticus because I mean, like I jeff that's... daniels got the final ass bow at, at well, to kill yeah a mockingbird. yeah i had to think about that but i was like the story is from scout's perspective that's true that's true and so technically you know if if the the, the rules stand scout should get the final bow but this musical this musical right here um Wow. Um, everybody else, everybody else in the musical, tolerable to enjoyable. Honestly, I really enjoyed our main lead, um, our main female, 
uh, Felicia. I don't know um, her name specifically, but our, our the character's name is Felicia. Montego Glover. Montego Glover. I thought that she was good. I think uh, she's from the South. She's from, like, Georgia, right? Um, so she, she gave me a lot of, like, Tiana vibes from... Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. That's right. That's the name of that movie. Um, and I really enjoyed her as a character, and I really enjoyed her arc until it butted into the the Huey the Huey Calhoun character. Just every time he was he was in a massive speed bump in this story for me. Everything about it, um, from from him, just just just. I I wasn't sure if they were trying to like pull like an Elvis on me or something like where this guy is 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 from the south and he's kind of like a poor dude and so he ends up listening and hanging out with the black folks and like white people don't like him but he's he's the he's the only way that these this sound can be heard by this audience because somebody has to step over you know the the barrier first kind of deal and i really feel like that's that's like an elvis story as well you know it's the elvis origin him singing Mm. black tunes made them accessible for white audiences. Mm. Um, but why couldn't the show be about Felicia? Yeah. Why? She is this she's this very interesting character. She wants to be a singer. She's fantastic. She ends up getting this um deal to go off to New York to become a singer, but the thing that is holding her back is her crappy relationship with Huey. Because for some reason, for some way, for musical magic, swear, it's just musical magic at this point. They heard each other harmonize and said this must be love. Um because <laughs> Is that the musical equivalent of a meet cute? Yes. Is are is the two characters harmonizing? Yes, that's right. They have one song together and they go, "Whoa!" and their lightning bolt. Boom. Exactly, exactly. Their their musical boner goes off and it's 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 Cupid's arrow right then and there because that's that's the only thing keeping these people together is purely because the plot demands it. And these characters, these actors, these people that we watched in this film have no chemistry. No, not not particularly. And I was really upset, honestly, watching this film <laughs> because of all the hype that I had heard beforehand. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good-ass movie. This is going to be a good musical. I'm going to walk away from here crying like I watched The Color Purple or something. No. No. No, and stopped, I'm I'm left with this 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 nails on a chalkboard accent in my mind. Is the only impression I don't remember any of his songs. I just remember his voice, <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrible. What did you think about this musical? <laughs> what did I think? Well, um. Actually, real quickly, before I guess I do go down my own rabbit hole of of what I thought, I do have a little bit of a follow-up question for you, which is, um, when you're looking at a musical, Mm -hmm. um, for you, what are the things that the the common person, you know, doesn't think of when they're, they're looking at a play or a musical that you thought that this did well? You know, things like blocking set design, lighting, etc. Oh, I mean, um I guess it really just depends on the the intention of the show itself. 
because um because like like movies musicals can lean into camp or can lead into realism Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to it being campy like if i if i see the wires if i see the strings kind of thing you know if i if i if the blocking is is obvious and and the staging is obvious like i don't mind that because it's a part of it's part of the whole thing it's part of the camp of it you know but um for for musicals that are supposed to be more real um they usually tend to have honestly like less they're usually more minimalist of sets so that way they can go to different locations very quickly Mm -hmm. um or they'll usually just be like there's a bed on stage and like this is a bedroom now and you just accept that but usually transitions should be very smooth um and that works with with the teamwork and with really good um timing of just getting things in and out with practice um usually you use like actors and and tech people to get that out um so that that way all the transitions are are nice and seamless um but i think that for for me i like very nice easy set changes that like you blink and you're like oh oh well look at that all of it just swooped right on out like magic you know it should feel it should feel magical it shouldn't take away from the 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 watching of the thing and do you think that they achieved that here i think that the transitions are are really good. I think that um, some of the set pieces are really fun in this. Um, the whole idea that he is a, a radio DJ um, and he's in his like little booth in the stage and the and it, it comes in and out of the floor like an elevator. It's great. It's it's smooth. I love. That's the great thing about Broadway though is they got the money to have all of this stuff be um, automated mm-hmm. and so they have the just the the sheer you know luxury. Of being able to just have this entire booth that's like the size of a like a full full size bed, you know, but a box just boop right on out of the stage, and that just be that, you know, um, so nice, so nice. But even the worst musicals can have like really good, you know, set design, mm-hmm. really good costuming, really good tech. Same with m- movies, you know, you can have movies that have all the accoutrements, good mm-hmm. cinematography good visual effects and the entire movie itself is is a lead balloon no yeah um i mean also like transitions usually um it can it, it depends on the like the type of transitions that you have um because transitions can usually be done during like a, a reprise of a song or like just an interlude of music as we like do this little flourish as we like reset dress almost like how you're how they do in like in old television shows um, where you like come back from commercial break and you like get to get to have the like the card that gets faded away back into frame of like you watching the show again kind of deal, okay. you know. Um, but it really just depends, I think, on what type of show you're you're wanting, you know, to to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not expecting the the same kinds of transitions in Phantom of the Opera as I would in, like, Rent, Mm -hmm. you know? But that doesn't make them any less um, interesting. It just really, I guess, depends on, yeah, the the, the mood. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with all that said, I guess I will go ahead and and jump on in. What did I think of Memphis? Um, 
you know, you you go into something and and you don't have a clue what you're going to get. And uh there's a real likelihood that if I saw this live on stage, I'd have never seen act 2. Ooh, you would have walked out? Maybe. Oh, that is so bold for theater because you pay money for theater. Um <laughs> Because Act One on its own, you know, is, I think, uh, a pretty uneven thing to a degree. Uh, And it ends in, you know what, I maybe would have stayed just because Act One ends in a shocking way that I maybe would have been like, let me see where Act Two goes. Um, But for the most part, you know, to your point, I didn't find Huey to be particularly enthralling or engaging i was interested in the nightclub i was interested in the people around that club yes you know i was interested in all of that part of the narrative much more than white urkel oh Um, oh and you know i think that for me it was a really hard bite um, to to have this character that is essentially a, here's here's the problem with our lead character. Make Icarus likable. Everyone knows the story of Icarus, this this man who went and made these wings for himself, then flew too close to the sun because he was too confident in his construction. And his wings, you know, melted, and and he fell from the from the heavens. weren't they or weren't they made of wax? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that the problem is that Huey is at his core a similar kind of figure, or he's almost to a degree um, uh, a little bit Promethean, right? You know, he brought fire to the people and was punished for it. You know, um, uh. and it's hard to sell certain characters like that as likable. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, neither the show itself nor the actor know how to make a single choice of a character doomed by their own arrogance and doomed by their own inability to change as likable. And it just frustrates because there is a way to sell a character as tragically doomed to that fate. Does that make sense? You know, there's a place where you look at that character and go, if you only could. No, yeah, but you have to make some part of them likable to begin with. And the the issue here is that he never, for me, sold me as likable. Everyone else is so likable. No, he's just annoying. He is a really unlikable figure. Um... And he, honestly, early on does feel a little bit manipulative. And because we also never really get him, like, involved, you know, we jump into the story, and this is maybe also some of the issue, right, is we jump into the story and we move through time so quickly through this story that having him just show up one time at the club and be like, this is the music of my soul, um... Is, is also a little bit of a hard bite because it, it, it feels almost skeezy. And the way that they dress his character, he 
feels like a sleazy salesman. And he sounds like one. And so the issue is that it feels like he knows as a character that he is taking advantage. You know, I think of these people when we first meet him. I mean, honestly, he sounds like he sounds like um, the worst impersonation of George Bush. Mm-hmm. And and once you get that voice in the quiet moments, it gets even harder to sort of, um, for me at times, sit in the emotional honesty of it because it it, it it's taking so much effort to achieve you know this sound Mm -hmm. it's taking so much um Mm -hmm. attention it feels and you know maybe 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 this is also i guess part of the problem of it being filmed you know maybe perhaps live and in person it didn't feel quite as distracting yeah when you're sitting in the nosebleeds but when you've got the camera, you know, right there, it's it's very noticeable how much it is taking to achieve this sound, which is not at all a natural mouth posture, you know, and he's he's even forcing the accent into the singing. You know, it's it's he's he's putting it into everything that he's doing, and I think that that it ends up, you know, becoming really, really noticeable how hard he's having to to put everything, you know, into place to make that sound. Because also, no one else... Sounds anything like a... His mother doesn't sound like this. No, and that was the thing... Where, where did you hear this accent? What are you trying to do with Is your voice? Is this what your dad sounded like? I just, I just don't understand. It is, it is the... It is the biggest issue I have with this film this musical honestly is is it's the entire huey character it's just it's just him just throw him away and this musical is like instantly a 10 times better you know he he essentially needs to hit a place of being um almost like a kirk level of arrogant i think that i can't be touched Mm, mm. but the thing is is kirk is still likable and that's the thing that like you know draws all the ladies to him mm-hmm. and he, you know and i think that that's what this character is like missing i i do agree um it's that uh that rebel jack nicholson mm. sort of energy but again i think that um i think that it's hard to imagine that kind of uh, any any kind of energy like like jack nicholson like like even even oh well um you know even james dean you know of this time period but they were hot Mm -hmm. what what about this character Is is where he is is able to be likable to people yeah what what about him is likable and i even understand why the voice is maybe interesting on radio to a degree because you're getting it interspersed into into bits of song yeah but the the moment that you get all of this heavy shtick because it's like he's like a cartoon character because everyone else is living in the real world yeah. Pretty much everyone else is living in a non-camp world and he is giving hairspray the entire time. 
Um, He's living in in the same world that Tracy Turnblad's mother exists. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, to go off of another point that you were, um, that you had mentioned, um, the pacing in this musical is terrible because of the weird, jump. weird time jumps at random times. And there's before... no real good designation of a time jump. No, 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 no. There, there really isn't. Out of nowhere, they'll be like, it's been four years. Thank you for telling me. Because I didn't have the subtitles to tell me four years later. No, yeah, but also, like, why on earth are we jumping so far? Like, what, is, what about, I guess, my, my issue, what about this We go, this like, maybe story? ten years. No, yeah, in all the, the way. In the course of Act 1 and Act 2. Mm-hmm, because we, then we jump, like, another six years, yeah, in, in Act 2. It just, it's just an absolute mess, because also... You had mentioned that their that their relationship is very toxic, and I and I honestly agree because there are times when he is literally like, "I just I I found you," you know, like basically like she should be like thanking him for this where she's gotten in her life, and I get that, but also like she didn't not, get him, he didn't get her to this this, this not, opportunity wasn't him. He's not working with her brother to help get her these things he's actively just saying your brother can't get you these things no yeah and he's basically using like his power as a white man to be like look i can give you something that nobody else can give you you know like it was it was almost like a you should be lucky that you're pretty kind of deal and it just uh it absolutely kills me no um it's a Um, to your, to your point, he is not, he, he never, he never feels truly on her side. And that's also why, like, um, here's, here's another great thing about, or uh, not another great thing, but another, I guess, interesting point about the show, right? Act one chooses to end with a moment of violence they even do a little stage blood oh yeah yeah they bloody her up good it's a big moment of violence and act two begins with a time jump to after she's already healed and recovered from all of that and she is now just nervous about the idea that it could happen again. Oh my god. Oh my god. And we never address it any further than that. And and he just writes off that night, you know, as kind of this one-off. No, yeah, while they're living in the 60s in literally segregated uh, southern states of America. Like, what on earth? What on actual earth? Where, what planet are you on? And he must be Mork. And honestly, to a certain degree, one of the other downsides, if I'm being, you know, frank about this particular version of the show, is that I would have liked them to put up for 60 seconds an intermission card because it's a, because it's a musical that's on film, it's almost edited to a degree like a movie. So act one ends and we do a crossfade to black and a fade back in. Mm -hmm. very quickly 
No, yeah, I and was so really we, expecting. And so we end this moment of violence and somber and um, through tragedy, you know, the, the reawakening of, a, of another character. And it's this very complicated emotional moment at the end that did honestly make me go, maybe Act 2 will be better. Yes. And then we start Act 2... And Act 2 starts with, hack a it's Huey on, on TV. You never thought this ugly mug would be on TV. And it's awful. Because it completely, especially again in this version of the edit, you know, it com- you don't get to sit with any of that moment. You go right into this jump in time whereby, you know, this event has now been brushed under the rug. Almost. I mean, and this and it, musical it, it is afraid. Really, it is. That's fair. That it, I think afraid is a good word. Because, like, what happens if we let that moment sit too long? It's no longer fun. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we have to talk seriously about race right here in this fun musical about then this white guy with a funny voice. It? You know, it's, it's sort of this, like, we're going to have our cake and eat it too but you know we're, we're gonna have a little bit of it but we're not gonna commit to it yeah it's almost like you know them teaching kids that that the slaves were were having a good time that's why you they know? sang exactly exactly that that is why they sang of course of course no and that's how this musical feels for me mm-hmm. you know if you're not if you're not truly like i don't get to pick and choose when I'm black. I'm black all of the time. It's it's the only thing that I have. It's the what I look like. It's who I am. It's my culture. This musical literally looked at blackness, turned down the one-way street of blackness, and then did a U.E. before the end. Mm-hmm. Because we were so focused on this funny-sounding white guy. And Huey could have been a really interesting co-lead to Felicia. You know, Felicia could have almost been in this really interesting place. Let's talk about a reframing of the narrative. You know, you talked earlier about how Felicia should have been our lead. Let's talk about how to reframe the narrative in what ultimately I think would potentially be an effective way that would still tell all of the key parts of the of the Huey story that you want to, but re- recenter it around uh, Felicia. You've got her brother who wants her to go down a certain path. You've got Huey who is doing all of these things and is cashing in and he seems like a nice guy, right? He seems like the good guy who cares, who is concerned, etc. Um, but all the while there is also this this sort of underpinning that he is, you know, a little bit uh, living in a contradiction to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and eventually what ends up happening is his antics and his arrogance and his obsession drives them apart and her career then actually starts to blossom forward. It's almost kind of like a, a Star is Born narrative, you know, to a degree. Well, I honestly... you know. 
I, I, I also think that like we could just have had it, you know, if we wanted it to be this, that's fine. You know, we have the two, we have our two leads, but they're equal. And so we have just as much time in his perspective that we have in her perspective, which mm -hmm. we don't have any time in her perspective that isn't like clouded by his jealousy. Yeah, we never get a moment alone with Felicia. You know, and like, and then the next time we see her, you know, we, we every every time that something goes down, it, like the next time we see her, it's like, oh, we just forgot all about that. And like, we could have really focused on the fact that like, he could have been living in a fantasy, you know, where like, why don't we just stay in Memphis? You know, it's not that bad here, you know, because he's still living through the white perspective in this time that is very, you know, you are white or you are not, mm -hmm. you know, whereas she can't live that. And I think that we tiptoe around, we dance around this constantly where, you know, she is, con she is trying to tell him that for her, it is not that easy. Mm -hmm. And it, the point never truly lands for our, for our lead for for Huey until it is too late mm -hmm. and and this is just this 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 musical i'm not sure what it's trying to tell me mm -hmm. at a certain point you know you took all of this time you wrote all of these songs you 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 stitched this thing together for what why at the end of the day should i feel bad for the man who Again, it's it's sell me on the sympathy of this character. Why should I feel bad for a man who was treading a line, couldn't hold his tongue, couldn't see the forest for the trees, mm -hmm. put other people in jeopardy, and ultimately then at the end of the day, because of his arrogance, loses it all. Why should I root for him? Why should at the end of the day, when he performs on stage again, should I feel, you know, it's, it's the one last rodeo feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, why should I be sold on that oh feeling at the yeah. end of the show? No, honestly, and like this is a, this is a love story between you know a white man and a black woman. Well, there's another musical that I just thought of that has this exact same kind of you know white man black woman love story. But guess what? It's Aida, and guess who's the main character? My black woman, who is fighting with her her own you know Nubian heritage. And I like I know I know that the 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 the, the white man in question is technically supposed to be Egyptian, but um New York doesn't have any of those. So so they chose a white guy instead to really to really um pinpoint the narrative home for American audiences. So um so the white man in question, you know, she's falling in love with this person and she has to to choose basically she's having this this internal conflict between between her heritage, between her people, and between this man that she loves, and the, she she can't have both. And that's exactly the story. Mm-hmm. Within told from the wrong side. Mm-hmm. And I do not consider Aida a, a a black show about white people. Because even though there are white people in it, it is it is it is about Aida and her Nubian heritage and her, you know, the fact that she is the queen, you know, of these people, but cast into slavery. And what does that mean? And then we have this musical who 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 tiptoes and hackadoes and tries to convince me 
that this man is the reason why um, black voices got on the radio. And this was our only option. Well, you know, they also, you know, they, they start to talk about, you know, some of the history surrounding him, you know, that, that there are now other people who are doing this thing. But we also never really get to experience or see any of that, you know. So the rug gets kind of pulled out from under him because we're because we're telling this story but also their love story we then get some history just sort of spoken to us yeah and like passing you know whereas i think extras. that if we just lived in in her story mhm we could have played around with a little bit of the history of him you know more so, you mm-hmm. know, with hearing people on the radio, you know, it could have been as simple as dial turn sort of stuff, you know. No, um, yeah. And I think that we could have gotten a more authentic portrayal because centering the narrative around her allows you to make the love story the B plot, you mm-hmm. know, much story, m- m- much more so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and with that, I think that you could also focus up on the history of how black music got popular you know i think that the issue of really focusing on him makes it all about how he got popular and he then fell exactly exactly and i think that it's it's doing another one of the things where it's like um you know black people made rock and roll and the blues and and uh, you know these these things that developed into you know completely white genres um and that's this is the this is the 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 thesis statement of this musical but then it just get, keeps getting distracted mm-hmm. and it doesn't convince me of the thesis because Correct. because of the fact that it's choosing to tell it to me through this lens that they felt was the most approachable way of doing this which was this cartoon character yeah joke shit just and I'm all here for for a good laugh and a good romp and a good how how fun can we have it time. Um, but, but it's this, annoying, Forrest Gump. It is. It is. Uh, and Forrest Gump is a good damn movie. Love that movie. And this guy is every worst intention that that movie could have possibly. It's like a bad been. impression of it. It's it's terrible. It's a bad impression of every bad impressionist of of Nicolas Cage. It is rude. I wasn't far off from what I was doing. No, absolutely not. Your impersonation of him is is spot on. And uh, how dare it? I mean, Mama, can't you see that I'm doing all this for us? I mean, if I get this thing going on the radio, then it'll work out. And she kissed this man over <laughs> and over and over again. And I know that the director and the script demanded it, and they, they did it. And that man was so sweaty. So sweaty. We didn't even talk about that. That man, the man needed a towel. Just towel down the whole time. But, you know, you can, you, you know, going back to their chemistry, you can tell at Bows, I think, to a degree, actor chemistry. Yeah! You know, at Bows, am I really glad that I'm standing next to this person? Uh, you know, kind of a thing. You know, like, yeah. they were not friends outside of this. They were yeah, colleagues at know, best. There there was not a lot of warmth, even in a moment that is supposed to be, 
not them in character, but them as people. Yeah, no, it was just, ah, God, Memphis, you let me down. Ah, mm. uh, I'm so disappointed, honestly. Well, I, I've been dreading talking about this. <laughs> if Tennessee is good for anything, it's letting you down. Woo! Suck it, Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm, we're going to get hate mail. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Um, you know why? Because none of you can read or write. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, wow. Wow, coming in strong with the Tennessee jabs. Mm -hmm. Watch out, Tennessee. He's coming for you. Watch out. Hit you with a little Samurai Jack, you know. Uh, Always good to have a little Samurai Jack in your life. Made me feel better about Memphis, honestly. You know, at least y'all people have whiskey. Uh, so... (laughs) We do not condone drinking on the film bus. Here's here is something that I I do also want to bring up is that um you know this is definitely going back to my comment earlier in the show about a taped event. This is something that there was I think obviously some consideration of the fact that they were recording it because of the fact that the TV cameras on stage are active. They they do literally record. Well, I have seen happen before. Okay. Uh, However, um, what's really interesting is they did not light for that. Oh, God, no. And so then when you see what is supposed to be this dark black and white TV image, because it is not really lit for what's happening... It doesn't actually look like 1950s television, which was lit to the gods and back. Well, our um, our lead was already melting um, on stage. <laughs> so if we put any more light on him, number one, he was going to be washed out as fuck because everybody else on... He was the only person visible. Yeah. Because of his whiteness um because everybody else was living in a weird dark haze we were losing half of them yeah because shadow was just overtaking and it was nobody's fault other than the fact that they were black like that was literally it It and ultimately they weren't really they were recording from those but they did not do any kind of lighting testing really or or, or no, any no, sort no, 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 of no. they, threw they did not do together. any sort of work this is on the that. same thing that they do probably for the show but the thing is is you're seeing it from way far back so like it doesn't really matter that it doesn't look good mm-hmm. you know you're you're busy watching the the big action on on stage you know it's it's great yeah i really wish um Honestly, I really wish that I, I I took away at least, you know, something about this musical that I was like, wow, you know, but I really liked that song or, you know, but, you know, the, the, the choreography was was just top notch, you know, or or gosh, the, the costumes really, really blew me away. You know, I thought that this musical overall was was good. Except for... The best song was Everybody Wants to Be Black on a Saturday Night. I mean, I mean, that's fair. That's right. (laughs) But, like, I didn't walk away having any of these songs stuck in my head. No, there's no earworm. Yeah, and that's... None of these tunes... Say what you will, you know, even if you want to dunk on on Lin-Manuel as much as you want. 
oh, those things are so catchy, though. He definitely has some earworm tunes, I think, in there. Yeah, yeah. And honest, this this could have been a Hamilton. Straight up. There's nothing about this and that that are technically on paper, you know, not Too equal. far. Like, come on. Come on. But the thing is, is is one is is leaning into it and, and is working in that favor. And one is, is backing away from its own context. Like... Was it written by white people? Yes. And? I'm gonna guess yes. I mean, it's purely just written as American and with a last name like that. Yes. 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 Okay, okay, that explains everything for me. Um, It was written by white people, guys. We ran into the same problem with, uh, in our, uh, you know, a little bit in our review. There were some things that we thought that were a little bit wrong with uh, The Woman King. And one of them, you know, ended up being, we thought that it was, in fact, written by white women. And... Only. Exclusively. You know, you you need to have... I think that it's fine if you were going to be a white writer who decides to step into different shoes. Mm-hmm. You're a writer. You imagine yourself, you know, the important thing is the emotional journey. However, you then need to make sure that that emotional journey is properly contextualized. And that has to come from contribution from someone else. Yes, from the community that you are trying to portray. Ding, ding, ding. In a in a in a real authentic hard, way. Yes. No. Not just a passing glance. No. You don't just get your black friend to look at it real quick, skis. And make sure that it's not quote unquote racist. You know, you a know. real honest look at making sure that you're hitting the right cultural touchstones, that you're using the right phraseology. You know, all of these sorts of things. No. This this makes so much more sense to me now. Um... I think that the no, I I remember a song. It was it was the it's the it's the his his white mother um coming to Jesus song with all of her her black background singers. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I remember that one mm-hmm. real well because I I think um the entire time I was watching it, my mouth was open just in shock. For me, a lot of the dance and blocking and visuals were in fact more memorable than the music and mm-hmm. that's a that's a big problem for a, for a musical about memphis yeah it's a it's, it's it's appalling that i can't remember a song from this musical yeah like i can currently name you two real life songs that have to do with with um uh memphis uh, you know, of course, that's how I got to Memphis. And then, you know, Foo Fighters Congregation from Sonic Highways. Well, I wasn't recorded even, in Memphis. Boom. I wasn't even thinking about a song from Memphis because I was like, if I was making this musical, this was the kind of song that I would pull into was is Jackson. Ah, yeah. You know. This musical should have felt like to that song. Sound like where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. A lot of a lot of the things that I don't like about this musical was was summed up was summed up really quickly. Fantastic. Well, and you know, we also are dealing with um, a fellow from Jersey and a fellow from Jersey. So, (laughs) 
Writing about the South, they've never had cornbread. <laughs> Not really. Um, no, there's no cornbread in Jersey or in New York. I looked. There's no Southern food at all, at all in New York. They love fried chicken, but only if it's fast food. Uh, so if you had to rate Memphis, what would you give it out of five? I'm going to give this musical a two. Mm. Um, it gets the two for, for, for all of the things that are going good. Mm-hmm. It gets, it gets those three points off for all of my issues for it. And I, I have to, I have to give it some points because at the end of the day, you know, there are things that are, are going well here, mm-hmm. but the combination is atrocious and, and I have to knock it. I have to knock it for all of the, 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 what the fucks. You know, um, I didn't want to, we, we paused this musical in the middle. Yeah. And at I the act break. And I didn't, I didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. And the only other time I've ever felt like that was when I watched, um, Groundhog's Day on Broadway and went, I hate this musical really early on. And, and I watched the whole thing and I, and I walked away still going, no, no, no. I hate this musical. But it's because I couldn't leave because I was with a, a group of people. But mm-hmm. I would have I would have left. And I think that I didn't I didn't want to come back to this. It was mm, it was that it was that sound that I just made. The musical. Um I think that I will give the musical itself a two and a half. Um, I loved so much of the supporting cast. Even though none of the music stuck, it wasn't bad to listen to mm. either. It's just tragically forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember really latching on to certain characters. The costuming was great. I loved the brother. For The brother was very good. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't sell me. And that's, you know, I think the, the biggest issue at hand, you know, is, is it did not convince me. No, yeah. Um, and with a movie, you know, your barrier for convincing is to a degree a little bit lower. You can produce everything, you know, um right there in the in the frame with theater you know the the barrier of convincing is that little bit higher and 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 the buy-in becomes so much harder because of the huey character yeah um and that's the big hobbling factor for the musical no yeah um i think that the the physical release if i had to give it a rating i'll give it a four because I do have to take an entire star off for how badly I think they handled intermission in that edit transition. Like, actual dog shit level stuff. I mean, there wasn't. Um, no, it, it's it, they literally so... just treat it like a scene change. And theater needs an intermission. Theater, the pause is built in. Yeah, we're... Give me a fucking black screen for a little while that says intermission just so that way I can pause it even for myself, you know, and take a moment. Yeah. So I can stand up from this terrible theater seat that I'm in. 
um, that doesn't fit anybody ever unless you're a child. Um, no, honestly, I just, this, this musical just makes me mad because this is the reason why people think that musicals are bad. Mm. Because of, of, of this, this, of this, mediocrity. Yeah. You know, this is, I, I mean, I've never seen Mean Girls, the musical fully, um, but from the, from purely the music, I, again, another musical where I, I don't think that I'm going to enjoy the ride. I think that the musical, the music itself is probably more interesting, but like what happened to, to, to the Chicago's, mm-hmm. you know, to, to what people idolize about Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera, you know, shit what what happened to 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 the wonder of people trying to still figure out cats mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that is a is is a dancer's musical you watch some pure talent well on and that. you know one of the guy uh the uh joe if i'm not mistaken who was the the book and the story on on this mm-hmm. um is also diana Yes. The musical. Diana the musical also did terrible, sounded terrible. I didn't I didn't actually want to watch it. Yeah. Um so I was really glad that the internet told me that I didn't need to. Yeah. Um, um no, just it just it, it truly it truly makes me mad. So circling back around real quickly before we end the show on an earlier topic, uh there you can go to uh, a particular library in New York and you can, for research purposes, watch early taped recordings of Broadway musicals. My question, I guess, currently that I'm really interested in is, like, what's the earliest that you can go? I'd be fascinated a, a to, recorded... to wonder how far back people went, you know what? We need to record this for posterity, and I, well, I wonder guess it just what that on, library has. Well, I guess it just depends on. Um, I guess you're talking about original casts. Yeah, because I think that we were probably at a certain point we were probably recording for um, re- revivals mm-hmm. of things. You know, like um, I don't know, like Oklahoma. Or something, um, you know, the the fifth revival of Oklahoma is mm-hmm. recorded probably for posterity. And they probably do have the revivals, I'm sure. Well, because it's it's easier because, again, they're new. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, gosh, the oldest musical that they would have recorded in that library. I'd be really curious to find out. I think that, I, if I had to guess, I would say that it's no older than, like, the 60s. Like, it's just purely, like, a recorded tape at this point in I think time. there is a chance that they have, and I think it's probably dog shit quality, something from the 40s, where it maybe wasn't even recorded in front of an audience. You know, they just did one pass through, you know, where they recorded that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably terrible quality. I mean, at that point, I think that we would probably just have clips of something. Yeah, it might not even, I guess, potentially be full, depending, you know, on also where they were getting this archived from. Because I just, I don't know how far back we truly started doing this, to be completely frank. Um, and that I, is a good question, you know, because film, you know, goes as far back, you know, as the early 1900s. 
and we have people doing recordings, you know, of oddities and of certain things, but one thing that does seem to not be available necessarily um, are recordings of performances like that. And so I am curious, you know, when someone decided to go, you know what, we should fucking record this. I mean, definitely, definitely probably the 70s. Yeah. For, because we were having, you know, in, we were having a consistency, musical. Yeah. We were having a musical revolution in the 70s. It was great. We were really we were really telling our our parents to go fuck themselves. You know, and I'm sure that it's, to a degree that you know, the person that made hair was like, I want to have this forever. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. God, I hope that there's a recording of hair somewhere. That drug that 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 hippie dream is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite musicals, top ten. Well, you know we could we could always do a trip. Um, if you if you have legitimate research purposes, you know you have to fill out a form. You have to do a whole thing to be able to get access. Um, but you can go and and if you have legitimate research based purposes, you can go and sit down. You have to do it in there. I'm just you know, curious. Viewing room. I'm just curious if they have like an online resource to know, you know, what they, what they have, have as a database. Yeah, exactly. Like even if I can't see it, I would love to know what they have mm-hmm. on file, you know. I'm sure they have some way to look up what is available so that way you can book it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's fair. No, I would love to I would love to go and peruse some some old musicals purely for research purposes. We're going to make a trip to New York to see musicals not on Broadway. <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. go and watch them in a library um, that's right that's right that's right the american way um in the library <laughs> the american way my america no 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 we're illiterate here <laughs> that's why we're watching things in the library no we, we don't can't go- read them we don't go to the library we don't like books we go there because of the internet yeah as a last resort (laughs) this is america uh that's pretty much all that i think that i have for y'all uh dear do you have anything that you would like to say to the listeners no um but i really hope that you guys enjoyed black history month here on the film buds um we enjoy having you as always listening to us ramble about movies and whatnots and sometimes you know the occasional musical um but no yeah um Black History Month is is a very very fond month of mine. It's it's a very very complicated month of 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 history for for myself and for my people. Um and and it's always it's 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 so shitty that it's the the shortest month of the year and it's in winter, which is also crap, but whatever. You know, it's it's one good thing about these random months that I always look forward to. And so I'm glad that I got to share this with you guys. Happy Black History Month. You know, see you guys next year, but also see you next month for other other enjoyable things. And, um, yeah. Woo. Well said, dear. Thank you. Uh, Eloquent as always. I don't have anything for y'all. <laughs> Go and listen to a, a musical. Musicals are neat. They are. They are very neat. Pick, 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 pick a musical. One that sounds like it strikes your fancy. 
Maybe even one that you you want to maybe just hate listen to. You hear the premise and you think, I'll hate the shit out of that. And and sit down and listen to it start to finish. And and just enjoy the experience of, you know, story told to you through two hours of song. Yeah, because also without the, the context of the show itself, really just listening to an album of a musical tells you everything that you need to know. You are missing beats, but, you know, see You how should much, be able to gather yeah, see the how important much beats of the story. Of the story, you know, does it, does it you know, entice you to want to actually watch the, the full show? Yeah. You know, do you... There's some very talented singers in Broadway. You know, maybe maybe you might find a new voice that you're like, why isn't this everywhere? For God's sake, the people that did South Park have a musical. I so... mean, Book of Mormon is fantastic. Everybody should watch it. It's hysterical. So Mormon approved. You can find all kinds of stuff out there no, under yeah. the umbrella of musicals. So go and listen to one. That's yeah. my note. Yeah, you can also um, go on your, if you have a Pandora, just pick a musical, and it'll give you things that are kind of like that as well. If you want to expand past the thing that you already like, options, you've got them. Go listen. Have fun. But yeah, that's our final note. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye! Bye.